0: I'm your host, Ebony Ellinger.
1: Hi, I'm Amaya.
0: And she's an actress and one of my really good friends today. And it is Women's History Month. That is what March is all about. Following up Black History Month with Women's History Month. And we're keeping the party going. And we wanted to talk about just women in our lives that have had such a huge impact on us. And I can start. I know for me, my mom is such a huge influence just on everything that I choose to do she had me when she was in college met my dad when she was in college got pregnant with me and dropped out she was pregnant with me at her wedding so I like to say I was at my parents wedding because I was technically kind of there but and she was a stay-at-home mom for so many years eventually went and was getting her bachelor's while raising kids and working got her master's and just Yesterday got finally promoted to be a principal and it was her dream job and she's also gonna go ahead and get that PhD. She's true, pure black excellence excellence. And mom, if you were listening to this, I really, really respect you.
1: Oh, I love first of all, yes to black excellence, yes to black women. I'm here for it. I'm so (laughs) here for it. I agree with you. I have two very specific women in mind. Um first one is my mom. I love her so much. Um, she, I like to think that I get my free spiritedness from my mom. She's kind of just been one of those people that's just like, go for it, do it and just see what happens. And, um, I definitely take that trait from her. She's very laid back and chill. And I think more than anything, she just, ta- she's just taught me, um, kindness. My mom has always been just a, such a kind woman and, um, I really, really admire that about her. She would give you the shirt off her back if you needed it. And it's just such a such an amazing quality to have in a person. And so I like to think that I get all my best traits from my mom. So if you are listening to this mom, I love you. Um, and then the other woman that I wanted to talk about, I actually told her this in class today because I realized it was um, Women's History Month. And that is my professor... Had a Carpenter. So I have her classics uh, acting in the camera. And when I tell you this woman is just so fierce, man, I mean, you know, there's there's this standard or like was the standard that a woman has to be soft-spoken and she has to be obedient and it's just, nah, we will not do that around here. And she is so fierce and, you know, she says what she needs to say. And she tells you how it is, but she wants to help you and she wants to see you thrive. And I just, I love that. I've gotten so many incredible acting tips from her. And yeah, she's just, ah, she's just, she's a woman. She is such a strong, fierce woman. And I want to be that way.
0: I love that. I think going back to talking about being demure, I... I've dealt with that so much in my life. I've always been a outspoken or bold person. And I said what I felt sometimes. And sometimes that was blunt, more blunt than I intended. And sometimes it needed to be blunt because otherwise no one was going to listen. And it's always helpful to have women in our lives who say, no, say it with your chest. Like, speak up. Period. Yeah. I I wish that... Of course, I always am going to wish that more women get a chance to have that. And I try to be that for other women and other girls and be like, no, if you have something to say, like, say it. And also one really, I guess, big tip, especially for other women, is that if another woman is talking and she gets interrupted, you also, that comes down to you. Your responsibility is to say, yo, hey, you need to stop. Stop. She is speaking. Go Kamala Harris. I'm speaking. She's speaking. And make sure that we are sharing that space and, well, actually, sharing is not the right word. Make sure that we are making sure we take space. Yeah, because we don't all need to share the same space. There's not like there's an, a limited amount. We need to make sure that we are taking the space that we deserve and helping other women take that, especially if they didn't get those opportunities to have women giving them that boost out life throughout life and telling them how to speak or when to speak up or all those other things that we got. I
1: feel like that's something that I'm working on myself. And I feel like that's just kind of a a self journey thing of just not being afraid to take up space in a room. If you are there, you are there, own it. You deserve to be in that room. Um, You know, it's kind of one of those things where people compliment you and, and then you're like, Oh no, no, like don't. And it's like, no, say, thank you. Because you deserve that compliment, take it, you know, and, and own it. And it's like, why are we as women so afraid to just like understand that we are powerful and we are, man, I've been going on this journey for a while, but it's just been so intense lately of just absolutely admiring a woman and the, and, and a body, you know, the body, I I think it's just, it's so beautiful and it's so empowering. And I think for Black women, it can be such a fine line of, it can be like really, um, really sticky. Let me say that because there is this, this idea that floats around that, you know, a black woman is loud and she's rude and she's aggressive and this and that and another. So it can be so sticky because it's like, I want, I want to do this and, and that and another, but then at the same time, You know, I don't want my fellow black women to be looked at as, as if they're aggressive and this and that and another, but also to that, I say, fuck it because you're powerful and you own you, you just, you own that, you know, and I just want to stop living up to these like cis hetero male standards and start setting our own standards as women as black women you know no matter what category you fall into non-binary anything um and and just kind of create our own standards you know um
0: yeah that's so powerful one of the things that I have to start asking myself is who told you that so uh, if I say oh I have to wear heels to this event did anybody? tell me I have to wear heels or is it culture and society and history telling me that I'm supposed to wear heels to a wedding? If I don't want to wear heels to a wedding, that's my choice. No one is going to walk up to me and say you didn't wear heels, you need to leave. We need to figure out that, as you were saying, that we need to define our own identities outside of this cis hetero space and learn to support other women and I'm losing your train of thought. But-
1: I mean, oh, there's just so much to <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Learning to support other women and learning to find our own strength in our decisions. And I think that has been the biggest shift for me. A journey that I am still going on is making sure that if I have something to say that I don't begin with, I think, which I do on this podcast a lot, but, oh, I think, I feel, I just need to say it like it's a fact. Or if you screw something up, hey, I think you could do a little bit better. No, if he messed up, say, hey, that's incorrect. Do it again. (laughs) We don't always need to focus on being nice or be afraid of being aggressive. And I find beauty in being aggressive. I find strength in being aggressive because one thing you will never say about black women is that we are weak because we aren't.
1: Period. Yes. I love that. It's like people have have said in society, oh, being, you know." Being a Black woman and being aggressive and loud and this and that is ugly and it's not cute. Says who? I, it's empowering as fuck. Pardon my language, but it's empowering. And again, it's part of this thing of not being afraid to take up space. And if if it's intimidating to you that I say what's on my mind and you know I speak with my chest, then I'm sorry that you're not enough please, the door is right there. And you are allowed to walk right on out of it. You know what I'm saying? But that is facts. It's just like, we're going to take up space and we're going to be loud and we're going to be aggressive if that's what we want to
0: do. And we're going to feel empowered about it. And that's just period. Exactly. And especially for women of color and queer women of color, women who are genderqueer women of color, that there are so little that we get in this world. We do not dominate the airwaves. People are not thinking about us and our issues every single day. No one is going to fight for us. We need to fight for us. And if that requires that I need to be aggressive just so I can fight to exist or fight to survive, then so be it. Then so be it. Like that's the end all be all. That sounds like a you problem. It's not my fault that you're scared. It's not my fault that you want me to be quiet. I don't know what to tell you. If you have an issue, then as you were saying, Amaya, the door's over there. And I'm going to stay here because I deserve this space. And I fought for this space. And I'm going to make sure I give more space. If you walk out, that's fine. Because you know what? I'm going to open up that door and I'm going to bring in some more women and more queer women too. And we can all sit here and enjoy this space without you because we don't need bigotry in our areas. And I, whew. I take a second
1: to breathe. <laughs> I just think it's so important to change those stereotype types around um because for so so long we have used them they 've been used as weapons against us they 've been used as something that harms us, something that makes us bleed, something that makes us lose sleep at night, and I think like there is no better time than right now than the present to take these harmful stereotypes and completely do a a, a what is it 180, 360, one of those 180 whichever one is the more drastic change um, <laughs> and just completely flip those and it's like no this this stereotype that you said made me ugly and this and that and another that was harmful to me and to my well-being and to my mental health is now something that i am embracing as beautiful it is it is something that is a part of me and 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 I'm not going to let you take something that is in me, that is something so beautiful, and turn it into something that is ugly. Because that's just, we're just not finna to do it around
0: here. Not today, not tomorrow. Absolutely. That is pure facts. And one thing we always need to ask is, do I need to be pretty to everyone? People, you see on TikTok this whole trend of, oh, I can never date a Black girl. Okay, who said I wanted to date you? period. I don't, Carlton, I don't want to date you. Jimmy, I don't want to date you. Like, I don't need to be pretty to every man that walks around this planet. I am vibing. Only person I need to be pretty to is me. I'm not even pretty to my mom. My mom, I just said, I love you, mom. But my mom, I walk over here with these butterfly clips, these little TikTok hairstyles or bright purple eyeshadow. And she's like, Emmy, that don't look cute. I'm like, it's okay, mom. I don't remember asking for your opinion, but that's okay. That's Listen, okay. I, I respect your mom.
1: Ebony's mom, I respect you. But girl, she popping, okay? You look so good. The a T on the end.
0: Yes, yes. I I think just there's so much power in learning to be beautiful and meet your own standard of beauty, your own standard of strength. And I mean, have you struggled with that as well, trying to figure out where you fit in these horrible beauty standards oh my god
1: I'm right in the midst of trying to figure that out for myself right now I I'm going on this journey of self-love with myself because um I feel like for so much of my life I've tried to find beauty in the attention of others um and so it's like oh he looked at me like I must be pretty or he did and it's like no, no 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 you're pretty if nobody looked at you Period. You know, it again, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And it's just it's one of those things where I am trying to remind myself every single day that this is the body that I was given. This is the skin that I was given. And I'm going to have this until the day that I die. And you have to learn to love it. You know, your body does so, so much for you why do you not love it? You know, why do you look at, at the stretch marks that you have and you think that they're ugly? Why do you, you know, like your body takes care of you. It's taking care of me for 21 years and it's going to God willing, take care of me for many, many more. And I'm just on this journey of self, of self love of, you know, I don't care if nobody ever turns my way again. I, I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to look at myself and my big old bonnet on my head, you know, little pimple here and there, eyebrows looking crazy. And I'm going to be like, girl, you got it going on. Okay. You, you, you're beautiful, natural, no makeup, uh, sweatpants, hair, tie, chilling with no makeup on. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's the journey that I'm on for myself because one of the biggest problems that I've had is just finding that validation and other people and up to this point it has done no good for me no good it's it's actually ruined things for me um and I'm just sick of living like that you know I'm so sick of questioning what my value is based on what another person thinks of me and so I'm just not going to do it anymore period and this is women's history month no better time
0: to start than the present and with COVID, too, I have had to go through that journey as well. I, So I still will go into work sometimes, and I used to dress up all the time. I mean, Amaya knows me. I would wear boots or heels. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed, like, getting put together, and that was fun for me. And then with COVID, and I don't see very many people all the time. And even going to work, I'm one of the very few people there. And I started dressing completely differently and I realized that for me I dressed up and I said it was for me but it wasn't always for me otherwise if people aren't there I would still be putting in the same effort I shouldn't dress as you're saying just to get people to look at me I shouldn't dress a certain way just to get told that I'm pretty or that I'm beautiful or all those other things if I want to wear heels to work and I'm the only person in the office I'm gonna do it because it's all about how you feel and finding your own strength and your own power and going back, what this podcast is about, know your worth and your power is the tagline, but trying to find that without having to, I think a good question to ask you is, who are you when no one else is around? Oh, If no one else is around to tell you that you are smart or to tell you that you are pretty, who are you? And if you are no one, then you need to work on developing that person. I know if I am trapped in a room and no one else is here I am still funny I think I'm hilarious just by myself I think I am still creative I think I'm still charismatic I think I'm still pretty even if no one else is around to tell me so and if we can find our own strength without having to define it by what other people say then that is how we truly be able to focus on self-care and find our own true self-confidence
1: yes I think I think learning to be okay with your own company is just, it's one of the greatest gifts that you can ever give yourself, you know, truly because all you'll ever, I mean, let me not get too dark with this because like you have family and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you have yourself. And it's just like, if you can't be okay with your own company, man, this is going to be a miserable existence for you, you know? And so, I, I I totally agree with that. And then, you know, for me, I've always been the type of person that I like to dress up, and you know, and because when I dress up, I feel good about myself. And so, I've come into this problem, um, especially during COVID, when people are just kind of walking outside in their pajamas. Which there's nothing wrong with that. There's not because who I did it today, okay? <laughs> um, but there's there's this thing of like, when I go to work, I might put on like a really cute outfit because I like, I, I, I've been bumming it the past few days and like, I want to feel good about myself. So I'm going to put on this cute little outfit, dress up, put a little extra effort into my parents. And then I go to work and then all my coworkers are just like super casual attire, like, and then everybody's kind of looking at me like, oh, she's just really fancy. Where are you going? Like, you're just coming to work. And I've gotten those comments and it just kind of would make me insecure because it's like, Oh, I'm the one that stands out here. But I, I'm trying to tell myself that's okay. Why do you feel the need to fit in? Why do you feel the need to dress like everybody else that day? If you don't want to, you know, and I've noticed that that has started to influence the way that I think as well, because now when I go to work, I might be like, okay, well, I don't want to stand out too, too much. So I'm just going to put on, on some leggings and like a little work shirt and call it a day when maybe that day I want to put on a, on on a dress and I want to put on some cute little booties or something. And, and so I just feel like it's really important to catch yourself in that thought of, are you doing this for other people? You know, are you doing this so that you don't stand out in the crowd or what's the reasoning behind it? And so I'm really trying to work around that in my mind. And if I want to dress up, I say this all the time, Maybe if I want to show up in a wedding dress to work, then I'm going to show up in a wedding dress to work. And and I want to be okay with that. And I want to be confident in that decision because I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for me. And it's just about being okay with taking that attention as it comes, whether it's good or it's bad, because at the end of the day, like my attention to myself is the only thing that matters.
0: Yes, and also attention is space too. We talk about trying to take up space. Take take people's attention. I think a lot of times for many women will raise our hand and be like, hi, like, sorry, I have a question. Just trying to make ourselves small. But attention is space. You exist and it is okay if the world acknowledges it. And be proud of that. Be comfortable in that. And going back to Women's History Month and women who have inspired us, I have seen so much of that in Michelle Obama and in Serena Williams, which I have posters of them all over there on my wall. But I think seeing that people told Serena Williams, who was a very famous tennis player, a dark skinned black woman and a black woman who was not straight size, like super thin. She had to fight to get everything that she God. And for Michelle Obama, too, people wanted her to just be the president's wife and be in the background and never have to see or hear from her. And when she came out, she was berated for how she looked for having man shoulders, for wearing a sleeveless dress, for wearing a dress, for wearing a pantsuit, for anything. And knowing that Michelle Obama was like, first of all, F y'all. Like, I exist. I'm not just Barack Obama's wife. I'm Michelle Obama. And let's make one thing clear. Barack was living with me in my apartment before he really popped off. So let's make, like, I am not just his side piece. I'm not background decoration. I am the wife, but I'm also Michelle Obama. And finding power and strength in that. And and to also figure out ways to sort of spread that on is I try to make sure when I see especially young girls that I give them time and I make sure that if I'm speaking in front of a group of children, that doesn't happen often, but when it does, it that I, hey, you know, little girl here, do you have something you want to say? Or is there ways you can contribute listening for these small sort of facial expressions in a way that sort of show that she wants to speak, but she's not sure. And, and hey, I if you want to speak in front of the whole class, that's fine. But I also want to make sure you get a chance to get heard. And if you just want to speak to me one-on-one, that's okay. As long as you get a chance to speak and be heard and take up attention and take up space because it matters.
1: That is so – see, you're just like – you're grasping at my heart right now. So- <laughs> I feel oh my God, it's just hold on, y'all. I gotta take a breath. Gotta take a breath. I it is so important. I cannot stress this enough to instill that that level of fearlessness and self-love into not only your kids in general, but specifically your young daughters at such a young age, because this world is out to get us, man. They really are. It's like every step there's always some obstacle. And we're tough, so we're gonna like bounce over it and it doesn't matter. But it is so important, you know, that you said that. Um just opening up the floor. For them, you know, and and again, this kind of goes back to um, specifically black women being told, "Oh, you're too aggressive. Like, don't do this, and like, you know, don't be so hardcore and all of that." You know, um, it's just so important to open up that floor for our little girls and to tell them, "I want to hear what you have to say because what you have to say is valid and it matters today, tomorrow, the next day after that, and just it matters." Um, and Oh, it's just at that young age, it's it's really when you start to take things in. It's really when you have these ideas and opinions about yourself and the world. That's when they start to form. And so I know for me, whenever I become a mother, long time from now, but it's gonna happen one day, God willing, um, that's what I wanna instill in my little girl if I have one, you know, is that take up space. You go out here and you show the world who you are and and you make your voice be heard, you know? And I just oh, I just, I, it is so important to just do that. And so I want to thank you for being one of the people that opens the floor up and allows little girls to be heard because it's like, you know, thinking about this, it makes me think about back in my childhood, how many times was I really heard as a little girl? I don't know. I don't know. Um, and it's just something that we don't think about but it is something that does affect us subconsciously whether we realize it or not because it's like you know as a little girl at the dinner table oh um blah blah blah, blah. you know you're having a conversation and then you know you want to chime in you're 6 you're 7 whatever you want to chime in and then it, the parents are like ah no nope. grown ups are talking and it's like come on. But like, also let's hear, let's hear what you have to say. How, yeah. How was your day at school? You know, how did your math test go? Like, because that, again, that's, that's how it forms from this young age as we, we go to say something and then nobody wants to hear it. So then we grow up with this idea in our head of like what we have to say doesn't matter. And then, you know, it, it, it forms a woman who is insecure in herself and her abilities, which is just so heartbreaking because, that it's, that's not how it has to be at all,
0: you know? Absolutely. And to add on to that, we talk about helping other little girls, but we also need to help the little girl that's inside of us saying, how many times was I heard when I was little? How many times is the little girl inside me heard now? And not every woman had those opportunities to be told that she was beautiful, to be told that she should speak up growing up. And we have sometimes ground to cover and what can we do now? And one of the things that I always have to ask myself, I'm not always very nice to myself. I'll say things in my head or, oh, you're so stupid. Or, oh, you're so ugly just in my head. But if another person that I didn't know walked up to me and said those exact same things, we would fight. We would fight. You can't call me. I don't know you. Don't call me stupid. Don't call me ugly. That's disrespectful. If a stranger spoke to you the way you speak to yourself and you would fight that person, that shows that you need to adjust the way that you talk to yourself. You need to adjust the way that you speak to the little girl inside of you and giving her chance to grow, telling her she's beautiful, that she's smart, that she's capable, that she's kind and so many other things and with Women's History Month, looking to women who have done that in our lives, like our parents and our friends and women that are celebrities or women that have yet to come, that we can always look to for strength and be able to channel their strength inside of ourselves.
1: Oh, uh, wow! Well, what do I say? This is so awkward. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I. You said the word that really triggered me, but like in a great way. And that was capable because I, this is a problem that I have with myself um, is that I hold myself back from a lot of stuff um, because it's like, I'm scared of my own potential um, to just, and, and I said this earlier, uh, not here, but like in, in my real life, um, I'm, I'm afraid of the explosion that I'm going to cause whenever I tap into my potential. And I mean, explosion in the best way possible, like breaking the ground, you know, turning worlds upside down because of how much potential there is inside of me. And I just, I feel like it's so important to instill that both in little girls and, you know, in the women that we see in our everyday life. And just saying, Hey, I don't know if anybody's told you this today, but you are so capable of everything that you've ever imagined for yourself because sometimes we need it you know i mean naturally we get discouraged and um again we we talk down to ourselves like you said and i think sometimes it can be really helpful to just have that other woman in our life that that you know you're good friends with or whatever even if it's someone that you look up to not like you know someone who's older than you and just being like hey mom i just want to tell you that you're so capable of, of everything that you've ever imagined, you're a capable mother, you're a capable wife, you're a capable just human being in general. And, you know, I think if, if we as women just did that to each other just a little bit more every single day to the people, like to the women specifically in our lives, again, there would just be this incredible explosion. And I keep saying that because it's is the only thing I can think of, um, to just like, note the sheer power of what would happen, you know, if we just came together and did that every single day, you know, or just when we thought about it, even.
0: I love that. And so it's time for us to take a break now with this podcast. But we are going to end it there because there's nothing more that can be said. Amaya really wrapped it all up about fear of being afraid of your power. And I think being afraid of it, is okay as long as you don't let it stop you. Because, and I tell Amaya all the time going off the podcast, I think she is one of the best actresses I've ever met. She is Oscar bound, Grammys Grammys music, Golden Golden Globes bound. And if I can see that, then I am glad that you are starting to see that. And I cannot wait until you get to see that more. And that goes for everyone listening to this podcast and thank you so much, Amaya. Oh, can you plug where can people find you or follow you? Okay.
1: Um, so you can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Amaya Michelle underscore. I think it's just one underscore. She can find yeah. me. That's really the only social media platform I'm on. I have a Facebook, but I like I don't be posting anything, so y'all don't even waste your time. Don't even follow. But follow me on Instagram, Amaya Michelle underscore keep up with me and the shenanigans that i do in my daily life um and thank you so much ebony for having me i really enjoy this this is girl talk i just a hot girl hour and that's on period thank you
0: I am here with our guest, Hot today, and he is a huge social media personality. His videos are all over the internet on Jimmy Fallon. You can even see it in Vice News. He also does modeling. Go ahead and introduce yourself.
2: It's Quinton A. God, by this bitch.
0: You've been, like, this great, awesome figure online I'm just focusing on sending out positive vibes and mm-hmm. being uplifting and trying to channel that into other people how do you find that how did you find that just with yourself
2: wow that that's a good question um i found that with myself i was like okay in high school was not the best i didn't even know who i was i was trying to act like someone i wasn't that's what that's why i do what i do just to help people feel confident and happy
0: what made you decide to go into modeling especially as a dark skinned like black person, like we don't see a lot of people who look like us. On
2: I got into modeling three years ago. I was watching, was it New York Fashion Week? I used to, I used to watch New York Fashion Week. I was like, wow, that I want to do that. Like I want to do that. And Louis Vuitton Fashion Week, I was like, I want to be there. I want to, you know, wear that designer strut through that runway. You know, people putting out like, oh, I'm just I want to get that. All like, you know, the little whispers, and like. Because I'm happy with my body. I'm happy with the way I look. Um, like, no one can bring me down. Do you know what I mean? Um, if if I'm not accepted here, then I can go on to the next, you know?
0: Did you feel like you had to do any inner work before you could finally pursue modeling fully? or Like, at the time you decided you wanted to be a model, was mm-hmm. that person different than the person who was modeling now?
2: Yes. Because also at the same time, I wasn't, I was like, maybe i should lose weight, or maybe i didn't look at myself like i looked at other people and then i was like oh maybe i need to change this about myself maybe i need to you know you maybe have to have a slimmer waist you know you need to have a six pack or have a nice like face and then i looked i was like these people use like facetune or people like edit their pictures these people don't actually look like this. If you meet them in real life, they're completely different to the way they present themselves on Instagram, which is completely crazy because people still don't know that. People still think that this is the way they look and this is the way I want to look. This is the way I wanna be. Da, da, da. Like they look at this person and just be like, I wanna be like that. But really, that person isn't in like nowhere near what the person looks like on Instagram. So I feel like looking like the truth and being the truth should be the way forward in our future generation because there's been so much lies to us we've been deceived for so long you know and the beauty standard is why should it look like this or why should it look like a white woman or a white man.
0: Why do you think people would benefit from seeing someone like you in the modeling sphere?
2: Oh, benefit from me is like, they'll feel more confident, you know, and see like, wow, a dark-skinned man can get into modeling. Maybe I can, maybe I can try and pursue this, you know, work as hard because, you know, it isn't easy. It isn't easy at all. I wouldn't say that, oh, I've been rejected before, but it's just that, you know, like you look at yourself and then you look at the other people and it's majority white people or lighter skin than me. And it's like hard to find people your own colour or someone who looks like you in that industry. And I feel like there needs to be more people that do look like that. So people feel comfort- comfortable and people feel like the modelling industry is a kind of like a home for people like us.
0: In the modeling sphere, it is so much rejection, constant, you're too tall, you're too skinny, you're too short, you're too darker skinned. How did you learn to feel comfortable with that constant rejection you would get as a model?
2: Because it's coming from a one person's opinion. I'm just like, who are you to decide what is beautiful and what is not? Who are you to decide if I'm too tall, if I'm too small, if I'm too big, if I'm too thin or if I'm too like normal size, like who are you to tell me? how I should look or dress or act or be like, like I was put on this earth for a purpose and you're just another person telling me what to do or what to wear or what to act like. Like who are you?
0: I think we need to accept that one person's opinion, as you were saying, one person's opinion is not the world's opinion. And also one person's opinion is not the opinion that you should care about. You don't need to, make yourself small to fit into someone else's box of what beauty is and what fashion is. I just, I'm, I find that so awe-inspiring. When you first started, did you struggle with that at the start of modeling?
2: Yes, because I was like, I'm not seeing a lot of like, dark-skinned people. I'm not seeing a lot of dark-skinned males. I'm not seeing anyone my size. And I'm just like, am I too dark for this? But I was, at the same time, I was just like, maybe I can inspire people. Like, I saw that as a, like, a door opening and it's like, maybe I can help other people just like me who is also trying to get into the industry, who's also trying to become something in life. And because, just because you don't see a lot of people like you in a place, shouldn't make you feel uncomfortable, shouldn't make you feel like, maybe I'm going to just turn around and go do something else. No, like, keep pushing through, keep fighting because you have a rightful place to be there just as much as anyone else in there.
0: You can use that to help other people. I know that the way that I talk, the way that I look, sometimes gets me certain opportunities that other Black women don't get. But I'm not trying to sit here and stay and be the only person like me in this space. Y'all let me in, I'ma hold that door open and let all the other women, Black women, Black people- to be following you. Yes. If you are the first in the space, you don't have to be the last in the space. And you can use your positions to help other people. And so that's kind of what you started doing when you created your TikTok account and people are seeing your face, or seeing your representation. When you started doing that, did you feel as if it was a persona you were putting on or, did it, or was it just the most authentic pers- version of you?
2: So starting with TikTok, I... I did, like, silly videos. Like, the first ever video you'll find on my page is the fi- first ever video I've ever done. And it actually got 100k views. And I was like, "Wow!" And it was, like, it was just me, like, being stupid. And it was, like, an audio of, like, me. I don't know. I had, like, spot cream on my face. And I was wearing my do-rag. And I was doing an audio to something. I don't remember what the sound was. But then I just... And then I began starting doing inspirational videos. Then I stopped and um, i don't know why i stopped but then i started making duets and that's how where people started to follow and follow and follow and start follow me more and then i was like okay now i'm seeing everyone else starting to do duets as well what can i do that's a bit more different but also makes people happy and makes people feel inspired i was like wow maybe i should keep doing the insp- inspirational videos that i used to do before And then I started doing that. And then it makes people feel happy. It makes people feel comfortable. You know, when you come to my page, it makes people feel like, wow, like this man is speaking. In fact, this boy is making me feel confident. This man is making me feel sexy in my skin that I've never felt before. And that makes me so happy. Once you're happy with what you're creating, it's like, okay, now I need to keep fighting and fighting and fighting. Keep going and going and going and going and like not stopping.
0: Did you struggle with the pressure that comes with being one of the top accounts on this app right now and getting so many people DMing you, telling you, you did this for me, you did this for me. Do you feel that's a bit overwhelming at times?
2: So at first, no, like I did not feel overwhelmed. I was like, okay, like, wow. Like I'm feeling like this, business. And I think like one night it just all hit me. It all hit me. Like I was just like, wow. Like I have one point something million of followers, like million. That's more than ten schools put together. Do you know what I mean? Like that's a lot of people who love me, who support me, who find me inspirational, who find me um like a motivational person, you know? And it just it made me feel some type of way I was just like, wow, I'm so grateful for this. Like never ever in in my years of living that I think that I was gonna be some inspirational person to help people um feel confident in their own bodies.
0: What were some of the things that you were insecure about before you started getting so popular making this making this content and going into modeling?
2: Being dark skinned, it was just like wow, like even in my own black community when I was younger, like being called like dark you your darkie or your your blick or your you're just dark or like, I can't see you in the, if I switch off the lights, I can't see you. Like, ha ha, that's really funny. And especially when these people were older than me, these people were older than me, they weren't even my age, they were older than me and they were saying this kind of stuff, this kind of degrading stuff. And it made me realise, it was just like, these people weren't even comfortable in their own skin for you to be telling me that I'm too dark, I'm too this. You also wanted to be a different race, you know? lighter than the way you look so here you are making fun of me i am basically your sibling we're brothers in this community you know like us black people we're brothers and sisters and you sitting here calling me dark skin calling me blacky calling me black. it's insulting but also at the same time it's just like wow like and that's what makes me more comfortable in my skin just from remembering that because it's i don't see as hate even though it is hate, I see it as like this makes me want to be even more comfortable with my skin. You know, it doesn't make me want to change even more because I'm. I want to be different. I don't want to be like everyone else. You know, normal's boring.
0: Normal is boring.
2: Normal is boring because who wants to be like everyone else? We're not flocks of sheep. Be the shepherd. Be the one that's leading the sheep. You know.
0: Yeah, and we all have those things within ourselves that makes us unique. I think we are so focused on trying to blend in that we're focused on what other people say. And I would be really interested to hear what people's responses. And Hot Girls, I'm going to ask you this question. How many things did you not do simply because you were scared of what other people were going to say? If you wanted to go into modeling or you wanted to dance on the table or you wanted to Try out for this club or kiss this person or date whoever you want. What, did, what were things that you chose not to do because you were scared of what other people were going to say? And what are ways that we can learn to just focus on what do I believe and loving ourselves and not trying to be caught up in the idea of what perfect is or what normal is? How do we learn to not be boring? I guess is kind of what I'm asking.
2: Do things that make you comfortable, because that's what I love doing. You know, um, if if something doesn't make someone else happy, then do that even more. Do You know what I mean? If if making if dressing a certain way makes someone upset or mad or pressed, that makes me want to dress like that even more, to act a certain way even more. Because if it's bothering you this much that you have to come to me, or you have to spew your hate hatred towards me, then it's gonna make me do it even more. You know? And why am I supposed to change for you? Who are you to make me change?
0: What makes you suited for this? Were there things that you had to practice and learn within yourself? Or do you feel like you were born to go into doing stuff like this?
2: No, I was not born to go into doing this at all. Um, I feel like a bit of it is my mama. I know this is crazy. She's going be like, oh, I knew this is a bit of me. Because she always told me to be a leader, to always be myself, you know, to always be you and um, don't be like anyone else, you know, because in this world, we're, we're all put here. We've all been raised up differently. We've all been brought into this world differently. And I definitely. Before, used to watch like people who used to inspire me, like Ricky Thompson, if you know who that is, or Denzel Dion. Like I used to watch them people and I used to be like, wow, they're very confident people. They're very, they're people that make me feel me, you know? I love watching people or listening to people who make me feel happy, who make me feel comfortable in my skin, make me feel real good. So watching them and also listening to my mum, Growing up was honestly the best thing because I was just like, be me and don't be like anyone else, you know, and finding yourself is going to take a while and it is going to take quite some time, but honestly, trust the process.
0: The last thing I wanted to just talk about is talking about like sexuality. And did you feel like you had to, I guess, maybe stay in the closet or do you felt like you could just be your full self in modeling?
2: be my full self I think that's the most important part being yourself that's the whole point of what I do is being yourself and inspire other people to be themselves you know don't be like anyone else you see on social media because again like I said before it's not completely what you see um not saying that I'm completely different to what I present on TikTok like I am the same but Yeah, being myself and being me is what truly makes me happy. Whatever I post makes me happy. And I feel like that's so important. Posting stuff that makes you happy. Um make put putting stuff out that make you feel confident and make you feel like, Yes, I like this. I like the post that I posted. I look real good in this, you know. Or if you're doing a video Inspiring people like, oh, this, this is inspiring people. This is making me feel good. This is making other people feel good. And it makes you feel happy at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So I feel that's so important. Being happy with what you put out. It's so important.
0: If you could condense your purpose into three words, what what would those three words be?
2: Yeah. Um, confidence, feel like yourself, and happiness. Because at the end of the day, being happy is the most important feeling, is the most important thing. Because happiness, you don't find it from anyone else, you find it within yourself. And learning that is the most important
0: thing. That's great. Uh, one last question. How did your parent? how do your parents feel about all that you're doing?
2: Well, <laughs> my dad, my dad was the most supportive one. My dad was used to laugh at my videos. I send him on this like, damn, like this. I posted this is what, viral. Da, da, da. Like when I told my dad I was on I got into Jimmy Fallon. He was like, he was he was very supportive. His side of the family was so supportive. Now my mom, her being her, she's just like, remove this rubbish from me. Da da da. When I wasn't as big, but now that I'm rubbing. And when I got onto Jimmy Fallon, my mom was like, This is not you. This is not you. And her friends at work showed her. And she was like, That is not my son. That is not my son. And I said, That is me, mum. Like, look, this is me. And she just, oh, like, she's been so supportive, though. She's been so supportive. And she's been by my side every step of the way. I can't take full credit. You know, the mum, she's really, yeah, she's really the one
0: okay quentin we're gonna take a break and i will see all you hot girls on the other side for hot girl tips and we're back from the break i'm still here with quentin we are going to do five hot girl tips on how to glow emphasis on the glow so quentin what is number one i know we said is rely on yourself and your decisions but tell us more
2: being yourself and knowing that's good enough and relying on your own decisions it's such an important thing because say for example if a friend was to tell you oh i don't think you should post that kind of picture because maybe you think you look good but the other friend doesn't think you look good actually really knows you do look good but doesn't want you to post that picture because she's she's too scared or she's just like "Mm, maybe people are gonna hit her up because she looks too good you know I feel like relying on yourself and being picking your own decisions is such an important thing because there's no one else you can blame except from yourself
0: yes I think it's always important to know that your heart is always going to make the right decision for you It's your brain is the one that usually is the one that messes up. Your heart knows what it is that you want. Knows what it is that you want. Your heart is doing its best just to protect itself and to take care of yourself and love you. But once we get in our heads and start overthinking things and Uh, overthinking stuff with our friends and what does this person think? What does that person think? It's so easy to end up making decisions that will hurt us at the end of the day. And so moving on to number two is that happiness starts within yourself.
2: Seeking happiness from someone else isn't the right thing. Like you thinking, right, let me find a boyfriend or a girlfriend because that's where I'll find the happiness or that's where I'll find my soulmate. It's not going to work out, darling. It's just not how it's going to work out. The happiness really does start within because once you're happy and once you're happy with yourself, the way you look, your happiness And love, especially, you love yourself as well. It's such an important thing because then you're absolutely ready to find that happiness, to to find other happiness and to find someone who actually loves you as much as you love yourself, you know?
0: Yeah, I think if you have like a toy that's broken, that's not a good gift. You're not going to go around giving a broken toy to someone. So you need to fix it before it can actually go to make other people happy. And we can use that as a metaphor for ourselves. If you are broken inside, you have to work on that before you can decide to put that on other people because no one else is going to bring you happiness. No one else is going to heal the wounds that within yourself. And true happiness doesn't begin until after or sometimes during we decide to start healing the things that are going on within our heart. And that's why I also really love number three is that for me especially is love the body that you have. And I struggled with an eating disorder for years and couldn't really love anyone because I didn't love myself. I think loving my body and loving how strong it is and what it can do for other people and what it can do for me allowed me to be a good friend, a sister, a daughter, and... I was going to say mother, but I have no kids. <laughs> Allows me to be a good person for other people.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. Everything she said is completely right. Like the body that we have is forever. This is, you can't, you can't do anything about it. You can't transfer yourself into wanting to look like um Kylie Jenner or Kendall. You know, you can't transfer yourself. This is the body you're going to have, you know, be happy with it. You know, there's there's nothing you can really do about it, anything about it. And especially if you're trying to find someone else, that's not gonna work out because how can you not be comfortable in your own body but go looking out for someone else? Do you know what I mean? To try and find someone else who will love your body, you know, and you get surprised when someone who doesn't love you for you because you haven't even fixed your own self. You haven't even loved this body that you have. Nine.
0: If you don't love yourself, then why should I? Why should I love you? Why should anyone exactly. love you if you don't love yourself? To be able to get into a relationship, a friendship, to start a new job with a boss, you have to be able to advocate for yourself. And advocating for someone is loving someone. And if you don't love yourself, you're going to end up accepting things, accepting words, accepting treatment mm. from other people <clears throat> that you don't deserve no one else is going to love you until you do it first. And that includes finding happiness, as we were saying with number two, and number three, with loving the body that you have. Kylie and Kendall Jenner don't even look like themselves. And I know for 99.9% of y'all listening to this, y'all don't have the income of Kylie Jenner. So when he says, you can't transform yourself to look like Kylie Jenner, unless y'all have a billion dollars, that's not going to happen. So y'all better figure anyway. out and work with what you have. And- love the face, love the skin, the body, the boobs, the butt, the flat chest or whatever, and work with what you have and make that your refuge, make that the thing that brings you happiness. And so Quentin, number four is don't seek validation from other people. Tell us more about that.
2: That one. Okay. Cause I think, not I think, I know for a fact, people love to seek, especially male validation, you know? Like to see, oh, if this, if I should impress this boy, should I look like this? Should I dress like this? No, 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 like no, just no. Don't seek validation from anyone else except from yourself. Once you seek validation within yourself, that's the only validation you need, you know, in life. And especially because how is a man telling you not to wear this or to do this, you know, but you feel comfortable doing that? But you're going to go now change because he doesn't like what you're doing or what you're wearing. You know, how can a man allow you to change your ways? They shouldn't. Only you should. And I feel like seeking validation, not seeking validation from other people, is such a good thing because it's just like, it's like a block. Like it's like, this is, this is the line you shouldn't cross, you know? And once you put that line there, you know, you're not to be messed with. You know that. I am that bad bitch. Like, I'm not to be played with. I am I am happy with myself. I'm happy with the way I dress. Um. And no one can tell me anything different.
0: Exactly. And especially that comes to relationships with other people. There are friends, even family, that I've cut off because I know the love that I deserve. And I know I don't deserve love like yours. I know I deserve better than the love, love, quote unquote, I deserve better than the love that you are giving me. When we're not seeking validation, when we're not seeking confidence from other people, you know so much more quickly when unhealthy people are coming into your life and you can cut them off because my confidence is amazing. I'm my confidence is high and my confidence will not be decreased by your presence. So you will have to go because I'm not, I don't, I don't need you. To, to validate me or tell me how to feel you can go bye-bye
2: Here he is. Here he is. I love that so much yes number five is lift life to the finish. us being so young and feeling like we should grow up quickly or you know like we want to go out and Especially during this time, you know, we can't live life to fitness because Miss Corona's stamping us. You know, she really blacking us. But I feel like still living life with fitness once it's become summer. Do everything you said you wanted to do. Work out. Um, eat healthfully. Take care of yourself. Um, just doing things that you've always wanted to do is such an important thing because you never know when that's gonna stop. You never know when things are going to be taken right from you because especially when lockdown first came and it was just all of a sudden like whoa like didn't expect this to happen it it makes people realize like wow I need to really like enjoy life you know life is so precious to be even given life is a gift in itself you know and just to be grateful for the kind of stuff we have it's such an important thing because once you You seek gratitude and happiness and all of this, you get more and you receive more.
0: And tying back to what we were saying earlier about how many things have you not done because you were worried that, someone else was going to make fun of you, how many things have you not done because you were concerned of what other people thought? And how many things have you not done because you wanted someone else to go with you? You wanted someone else to tell you yes. And here we are living life to the fullest. I've been wanting to travel the world for so long. And I said, I need to wait until I have a friend to come with me. I have someone to go with me. Nope. I'm going to go by myself. I already have the savings. I need for COVID go by to go. Yourself. Yes. And I'm going to go by myself. Go to the movies by yourself. Go to the restaurants by yourself. Buy that dress, even if people haven't told you yet whether or not you look cute. Don't wait for mm. a yes from other people. We have to live life to the fullest. We have to ultimately do what it is that we want to do because you never know when those opportunities might not be there for you to do that. And that, that's kind of wrapping up this whole segment with quentin this whole interview the whole thing with quentin and who quentin is just as a person is all about living life to your to the fullest relying on yourself and your decisions happiness starts within yourself loving the body that you have and not seeking validation from other people and to repeat number 5 again live life to the fullest and so to wrap this up quentin where can people find you online? What are all your social media links or modeling pages, et cetera?
2: Oh, my, my links and stuff is just my my name, Quentin Ager, but with two R's.
0: So Ager is A-G-E-R-R. Yeah. Okay, for social That's media. I, yeah,
2: yeah, for my social media.
0: Okay, and is there anywhere else people can see you on anything? I mean, I don't know if you're doing any campaigns. That's cool if you aren't yet.
2: <laughs> yeah, Not yet, but so soon guys soon like it's in the words I'm not gonna speak too much but girl the bag being secured okay the bag is being secured people so yeah um, soon
0: it's time for the hot girl highlight hot girl highlight hot girl spotlight I don't know. I still need a title for that. But it is where we give space and time to organizations run by women of color and or queer people of color. This week, we are highlighting the Represent Asian Project, which is a new site, a media organization that is centered around highlighting Asian voices. It was started by a group of Asian Canadian and Asian American women who are, quote, passionate about celebrating, advocating, and elevating Asian representation in various fields. Now, one of the key reasons we are seeing a spike in Asian hate crimes is because the Asian-American and Asian-Canadian experience is not normalized in the media. We don't hear their voices. We don't hear their stories. We don't hear their issues. And there is no justice in silence. Representation matters. And that's why these women created this site. They wanted to see and hear stories of people who looked just like them. By giving our time and our attention to communities who need it, we are building up a world where all people, regardless of background, race, or nationality, can be heard. Again, that is Represent Asian Project on Instagram, and you can check out their website. When we're back, the wrap-up. Today, we are talking about taking up the space that you deserve. Quentin struggled with that. Amaya said that she struggled with that and even I struggle with that. There are times when I even get imposter syndrome and it's so easy to feel like you don't deserve the opportunity or the space that you take up. And we should question where that comes from, especially if you are a woman or femme or queer or have a marginalized body or identity. We are sold a very narrow idea of success and that only certain people deserve to have that job that we're after or the positions that we're seeking or the house or the friends, et cetera. We don't have representation of people who look like us. And it's so easy to sell yourself short, but you have to stay. I stay because I know that I belong here. And rarely are we given an opportunity at the perfect time. Sometimes we find it along the way or along the path. So if you get an opportunity, know that it is helping you become the person you want to be. You don't have to be perfect to deserve something or perfect to enjoy your life. You don't have to be perfect to belong. And so your hawk homework is to take up the space that you deserve. Stop saying sorry if you don't do anything wrong. Stop making yourself smaller to make other people happy. And especially for people have marginalized bodies, who are told, sometimes explicitly, that no one wants to see your body, that you need to make your body smaller so that it doesn't, quote, disgust or inconvenience people. You have the same right to take up space. Don't apologize for your existence. And don't also feel bad for your emotions. And that goes for all of us. We don't need to bite our tongues so that we don't need to shock people with the mere fact that we are complex human beings with complex emotions. I'm not a robot, and being emotional is not weak. Look, everybody has opinions on what voices, contributions, and bodies and stories are worthy of being seen. But the only person you need to listen to is yourself. And most importantly, once you take up the space that you deserve, You can invite other people to take up the space that they deserve, too, and open the door so that the spaces that we exist in can be more diverse and more welcoming. So that's the show. You all got a little hotter today, and so did I. See you soon, hot girls. I'm your host, Ebony Ellinger. The Hawkgo Hour is hosted, edited, and produced by yours truly, Ebony Ellinger. The music was made by Imani. And follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at HeyEbony. That is just Hey, and then Ebony, EBO, and I. And follow the show too at The Hawkgo Hour. DM me, tell me what you think. Did you finish your Hawk girl homework? Or do you just have questions you want answered on the show? And don't forget to leave a five star review, it would mean the world to me.